Hey everybody, this is Jeremiah Craig coming at you for another episode of Ask the Bootmaker. I'm really pumped for this episode. We have Matt from MD Custom Boots on the stream today, and I am so excited. Got MD Custom Boots here. Let's bring them in. Matt is in the house. Hey Matt, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing spectacular. It's great to have you here. Thank you for spending the time with me. It might be hard to see me because of the light. Let's do a little changing. Ooh, yeah, that's some good lighting right there. Way to go. <laughs> now we got the professional setup. Well, we got to do a little <laughs> moving on the fly here. We're, 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 we're no professional cameras, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly believe I'm kind of a te technically challenged. You know, I want analog things in a digital world. It's kind of... Kind of different. I don't know. You're working with the Bluetooth just like I am. Is it, isn't that what you have in your ear there? Yeah. Well, you you, you got to get you got to get a little bit technical, but right. I don't want to sit at a computer all day long. That's for sure. <laughs> I hear that. If if this is the best, if this is the the uh, the most technical savvy tool I had in my shop, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Now, you're in the shop with the door open right now, and it's got to be hot right now down there, right? I mean, the air conditioner is blowing. Yeah, it's it's coming. I mean, I, I only opened the door because I needed to be able to hear and use the phone better. I hear you. Yeah, it, it's warm. It's probably somewhere about 95 or so, maybe a little hot, maybe a little warmer than that. Oh, man, these are cool days, man. The, a month and a half ago, we were at 116, and I was blowing breakers all the time. That's right. So, uh, the ball, the boys of fall are starting to play ball, and that's always a bonus, and that means that cool weather's coming, so yay. Right, right. So, you're in, can you tell me a little bit about where you're working right now, and why it gets so hot there? I am in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Um uh, I'm opening a shop in Henrietta, Texas, in the near, the very, very near future. So we're going home to the, to where, where cowboy boots are supposed to be made. It's just on the other side of that line. It's right over there. That's uh, awesome. Congrats. But I'm in Carlsbad, New Mexico, right now, and uh, my boot shop is in a trailer. Um, we'll show it to you here in just a second. It's it's a extensively huge place. It's uh, 178 square feet of if you can't make a boot in this room. You can't make a cowboy boot. Uh, so it's tiny. Um, we have a two-person rule in my shop, and uh, it's me and one other person, possibly, and I prefer that it be less than that. Um, but there's a big shop right around, like, can you see that right there? Yeah. That's my buddy's big shop, uh, and we can go in there if there's if I have more people or whatever. Uh, gotcha. But this is my own personal shop. Everything back here is mine and my tools. So that's amazing. Um, I I love that you have such a such a uh, simple setup in in that in that little spot. I want to I want to get right down into the questions here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, and I'm curious about like your long journey to where you are right now. Um, and I don't want to like say, okay, where did you start from? Like, let's give me the whole rundown. I want, like, what are the three highlights of how you got where you are now as a bootmaker? Well, 
let's start it at at 17 years old. I begged the Billy Phillips to teach me, and he told me no. Um, and it, I made it to 35 before I actually made it in a boot shop. So uh, that encompassed in that that was big for me. The, Billy Phillips is my buddy, and he's when he got cancer, I went to work at his boot shop, but he wouldn't teach me how to build boots. <clears throat> and he went to MD Anderson to get fixed. And I went and talked to the girls and I said, Hey, I want to go learn how to build boots. And I went to Henrietta and saw and, and met with a, a gentleman that, that graduated high school with my mother that built, has built boots for 27 years now. And I called him and went and, and hung out with him for two months. So I want to encompass all that into one good point. Mr. Uh -huh. Billy Phillips, he told me I shouldn't do this, but I'm crazy enough to do one and still do it. <laughs> and so my bootmaking career didn't really start till 35. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's one good, that's one point. Uh, and then when I went to work for Lee, um, and and I, I don't run from this or anything else. Uh, the Lee only Miller that I is what you're saying. For, yeah. The only reason mm -hmm. that I ever went to work for Lee Miller is... I called him from rehab. I'm a drunk. I used to drink alcoholic beverages on an amazing amount, and I'm not afraid if I tell anybody about how I got to where I got. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't drink a drop anymore, thank the good Lord above. Uh, but I called Lee Miller from from uh, rehab and asked for an apprenticeship, and uh, he, he granted me that, and I, I was able to go down there and work with him for three months. And wow. that that is a... That is one of the big points in uh, in my journey, and then the point after that is an is a moving point, but it was a point for sure. As I sit exactly where I sit right now, like within four or five inches either way, uh, I figured out how I make a boot. It's not Mike Spike's way. It's not Lee Miller's way. Kind, it's kind of not Lee Miller's way. Let's go that way. There, there's a lot of influence. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of influence on how he does things and how I've done things as well. And so uh, the day that I realized that I was making Matt the first boot will forever be a big day in my life. Now, like I said, that last point's always moving because mm -hmm. I want to grow, I want to learn, and I want to get better at making at, at cutting leather and sewing it together and then making it a, a, a functioning shoe, a functioning cowboy boot that fits and goes on your foot. So there are three points. They're kind of long and kind of big, and they took a lifetime to live, but there's three points. Yeah, those are, those are some pretty epic highlights there. I mean, uh, what was it like? apprenticing for Lee Miller. Let's let's start there. Let's start in the middle. One word is scary. Yeah? You know, Why? Uh, you walk in a room and you know that you're anything that you've ever done before that wasn't good enough to get you in that room. <laughs> you know? And you yeah. sit down and you're trying not to make any mistakes at all. You, you're, I mean, it's a nice ball chair. It's real cushy, but it's really pins and needles tell you the truth because you don't want to make mistakes and when you do make mistakes uh lee is very cool and he's 
he does the whole push his glasses up and says, man, you ain't making a mistake I ain't never, never made before, you know, or we can hide that, don't worry. Um, yeah, so scary is, is the real answer, is the, is the quick answer. Uh, but the real long-winded answer is uh, uh, a kind-hearted man that truly wants to teach others to build cowboy boots. Uh, he wants to help out others in in that form or fashion. And I know that's kind of like his long-range goal is to to be able to, to teach all the time. But uh, he's a cool cat, man. He's, he's a cool cat. That's awesome. That's... Uh... That had to have been an incredible experience just because I know how much he uh, focuses on fit. It's like every time I look at his Instagram, he's, he's reading another pamphlet or another book about fit. And that's uh, just, just learning from somebody who still wants to learn and is at that level is nuts. It's, it's amazing. You know, like, so uh, he's got a library of books. I mean, like, if you want to know something about a foot, uh, a shoe, a cowboy boot for sure. Anything from 1900 on, he has the book. It, mm-hmm. I mean, he has it. You don't need to go to a library because it's right there. That's um, awesome. And there's only two F words that matter in a cowboy boot. Two F words. Fit and finish. That's it. If they don't fit, they ain't worth crap. If they ain't finished, kind of not worth crap neither. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I actually but, thought about naming my boot shop F- Double F Boots because of that. Was it already taken, though? I don't know. No idea on that one. You just like the MD Custom Boots better because it's your initials? It's just me, man. Yeah. It's just me. Perfect. And there might be somebody else in the shop at some point in time. Uh I have a feeling I might get a part-time employee that doesn't get paid about October the 15th. But that's all right. Dad's retiring, so. On an apprenticeship, are, are you going to start teaching too? No, I mean, he, he'll come and go as he pleases. This is my dad. Oh, okay. I got you. I mean, I just want him to not go to, go to the house and do nothing. Come to the shop <laughs> and do something, son. You know? <laughs> he also, Love it. My dad... Uh, Worked for a shoe, a shoe and boot repair company in Wichita Falls, uh, way long ago, <laughs> way long ago, and so uh, just gonna make him make his own boots is what I'm gonna do. That's cool. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not making cowboy boots for him. Like he's got enough cowboy boots. I mean, this is a pair of boots for Dad. Did you make him that pair? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just got to sell the pulls down, but it's been like three months. I I just set them on the shelf and said, eh, he's got boots on his feet. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so so I'll get a part-time apprenticeship that won't do. I mean, he'll leave when he wants to and whatever. I don't care. It's got to be fun hanging out with your dad, doing your work and stuff. Yeah, dude, it's going to be real cool when I never sharpen the knife again. I'll be like, hey, dad. Here you go, man. Sharpen this up for me, man. Oh, geez. Now, did your dad have you do some of that work when when you were young, and you're sort of turning the tables on him now? No, no. He got out of the. He was out of the 
the boot world, boot and shoe world, way before I was born. So, no, he he did help me put on my first heel taps and so uh, heel taps. Uh, I was over at Billy's shop and uh, this guy comes in and says, "I need the new heel taps," and I was like, "I'm not supposed to do that." And then he got to talking to me and he talked the fella into doing it. And those girls looked at me and they said, well, this guy walks out the front door and the girls go, well, Matt, uh, how are you going to fix this, bud? And I was like, ah, I got this on lock. Don't worry about it. Picked up the phone. Hey, Dad, come on. Come over here. I need a little help. And we walked through it. It took us a bit, way longer than it should have, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, we're working on, like, 40-something years experience of, of old experience, not, like, used all the time and uh, a punk that just wanted to learn and so we did it and uh we got in trouble for it but hey <laughs> was this during that period of time between when you were 17 and 35 trying to be a boot maker um i wasn't actively trying i wanted it i wanted to do it but i didn't like actively go after it i built golf courses and oh i went to college for <laughs> Uh, a decade plus or so a lot i went to a lot of college uh so there was a long time in there but it was right when uh i had it's a very very beginning of i was fixing to go build boots i was just i was working for for billy the my buddy here and mm -hmm. uh it was right i mean it was like probably 15 20 days before i went and sat at the sewing machine for the first time in my life so yeah, wow. it was right, right at the beginning. Wow. Did that did that inspire you to continue, like that first uh, heel tap repair job? It's like, there's something here for you, or was that just like a, a, a little throwaway experience? It was, I mean, it was good for me, but mm -hmm. it wasn't anything big. Mm -hmm. um, I always knew, I knew, I don't know, probably at 20, 17, 18 that I didn't like the way cowboy boots fit. I like cowboy boots. I like to wear them. Uh, but I didn't like the way they fit. I got a fairly small heel and, uh, and a normal size midfoot and a ball. So nothing, nothing off the shelf fit me the way I wanted it to. And occasionally I could find some Anderson beans that were pretty good. I wore Anderson bean at the end. Uh, and then uh, there was some Rod Patricks that fit pretty good. Nice. And if the fella could have afforded it, real Mercedes fit, fit money. Like, they were nice. but No doubt. That's when, that's when I thought boots only cost $600, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> but... I was working at Billy's shop, and it was after I'd put that tap on, and I'd been saving my money, and I was going to Lubbock, and I was going to Lubbock to buy one pair of boots, and um, there were a pair of Rod Patrick triads, Brandy Ostrich Vamp and Counter Cover, and like a olivey green, but not more of a bluey whatever it was a pair of boots it was a green top bear it sounds nice though they were beauties they were they were they were 
a pretty and I've not tried to try it yet, but I will and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because I think it's cool. Uh but I walked into Dollar Western Wear in Lubbock, Texas, and this little girl said, Can I help you? And I said, Yep, I'm here for a pair of Rod Patrick nine and a half. And I described it as a boot and she looked at me and she's and we were walking about halfway through it. We got about halfway through the store and she said I sold it two days ago and I turned around. I turned around and headed directly for the door and she says, Whoa, 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 whoa. She says, I, I, we got other boots here. And I said, no, ma'am, you don't. I, I can see you got a whole bunch of boots back there, but I ain't buying a dang one of them. And uh, I got back in the car and I picked up the phone. I called Mike Spikes and said, hey, man, what are you doing, dude? I want to talk about boots. And uh, it wasn't very long. And I was at his shop for two months. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a, that's a great story of just knowing what you want. Uh, I got a question that kind of works into that um, from Tyler on Instagram. Uh, he asked in the in my messages, pretty much, what do you think of the big brand boots overall? I mean, you kind of answered it in that last question a little bit. He he specifically called out one brand, but I I, I want to just ask you in general because I don't want to call anybody out. Um, just the big brand boots. Altogether, how do you feel about them? Um, some of them are doing great things, and some of them are doing really crappy things. In my world, mm -hmm. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus at all. Uh, but the world of cowboy boots in Texas, we say this saying just a little bit different, but we'll clean it up for TV. Uh, there's a rear end for every chair, and so there's a boot that's being made in China, but it's cheap and we can get it on somebody and guys will use it and wear it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Uh, now, then you go to some of the handmade cases and stuff like that where you get better quality, but they're still using inferior parts to a, to a degree. They're not, not, not majorly, but they're still a big company trying to make the best money they can, you know, and that's where it falls down is is the big companies are trying to make the most money they can and they mo make the most money they can because you buy more boots. They buy you want more boots, more boot, more boot, more boot. And so uh, that's what they're doing. And then you go into the one man shops that are doing everything they can for you not to come back and buy a new boot. Now, that being said, we want you to come back and buy a new boot, but we're going to do everything you can, we can to make that boot last longer is what that statement was. Mm -hmm. Not, not don't, don't come buy a new boot for me. No, that's absolutely not. When I get a customer and then I get a repeat customer and then a repeat customer and a repeat customer, dude, you want to talk about happy people. It makes me feel good inside when mm -hmm. that happens, and uh, it's cool. I love it when they come in, they put on a boot, and they go, "All right, put my name on the list again. Put my name at the back of the list, and we'll start again." You know, and uh, that's cool. And I love it when fellas go, "Hey, yeah, whatever you want to make me, Matt, sounds good." Or we'll pick out the vamp, and they say, "Whatever you want to do on top, just have fun." Or those those people are cool. I like them. And then we get yep. other that are like, 
It's got to have purple, white, purple, white, green, yellow, purple. And as you're like, wait, hold on a second. You're going to have to write all that down or I'm going to mess it up. And even after you write it down, I might mess it up again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, to answer your question truly about the the uh, the factory boots, is there's, there's a rear end for every chair. And they are making things that are usable and they're it might it might get somebody into a cowboy boot for the first time and then them say hold on a second there's these guys doing really cool things and i want to try that out too and and the good part about that is once they once you jump into our ship you ain't going home boss it ain't yeah. the same i've got anderson beans and collecting dust man i've got a pair of Black Cayman belly boots. It was, I don't know, the second or third to the last boot. And my mother bought them for me. And uh, I've been trying to sell them or give them away or whatever. Just somebody needs to use these things, right? And uh, my mother is very adamant that I will not give them boots to anybody. All right. <laughs> Love the last, it. The last time that boot was worn, there was a kid in Henrietta, Henrietta, where I'm from, that uh, he stopped by and he's like, man, I'd really like boots for prom. And I was like, dude, you're asking me two weeks ahead of time? No, no. I'm not even going to try and kill myself. And uh, I said, what size boot you wear? And uh, he told me and I looked at him and I was like, ain't no way. Take your boot off. He told me a 10 and a half. And I looked down at his boot and said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and uh, I looked at it, it was a nine and a half. And I had one of my buddies was working in the shop. I said, hey, man, run grab them Caymans out of my closet. He come back. That kid, he wore the snot out of them for two weeks. But he cleaned them up and wore them to prom. That was the last time they went on a foot. Wasn't my prom. That was a lot. That was, whoo. <laughs> Let's talk about fit for a second. Because a lot of people, like you're saying, aren't really sure about what their fit is um, in their boots. But you have, like... Uh, so much focus and attention on your fit. In fact, when we were talking last week on the phone, you said that you're, you're known for building boots mathematically. Can you, can you explain what that means? Let's, let's look at brains first, just a second. Left brain, right brain, that's how people work, right? So the left brain is a more artistic-y side, and the, the right brain is... No, wait, my bad. The right brain is more artistic -y and the left brain is more math logic. So most of the fellas in the boot world that I've come across are more of the artsy kind of folks. They like to draw and they, and they have to use mathematics as well. There's no way to build a boot without math. I don't care who you are. If you're building it without any math, there's no way. It ain't gonna fit nobody. It's just not gonna work. But, uh, I take it to a different extreme, um, and it's how how tops are cut. It's uh, it's mainly in the top cut, and also my counters. How I cut my counters, um, it's it's just how I am able to make my patterns, uh, and I do it all. Every pattern works off of every last. So Jeremiah comes and he gets a boot. And you want a 
inch and five eight heel, I'll work my patterns off of the last that I that we get for you will come directly from those patterns. And um oh I've cleaned my shop so I got a mess. That thing mm-hmm. gives me angles and it tells me what angle I should cut my boot at and where I need to do things. So um I use high school geometry and basic math. I mean, it's it's pretty basic. It's not. I'm not doing any trig. I don't have to do any trig or any calculus or anything like that. But uh, the numbers come from different places, and so most most of the bootmakers that I know of, they work off of their measurements to build the last, and then they go back to their measurements to build the boot. Um, I don't do that. I I take the measurements of my foot to build my last, and then I take the measurements of the last to build the boot. So there's it, it goes in a direct line to build the boot. So I know the boot is going to go on the last. As long as I built the last of the foot, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I know that didn't make sense. It it makes sense to you to to say that it goes in a line. Um, I'm I'm a little confused about the going back to it the way that other bootmakers do, like you say. Can can you explain that process a little bit more? Um, okay, so it's all in building of the last. It's it's how you build your last uh, that that changes for like This could get really, really technical really quickly and be. Let's go. We're talking math. (laughs) Okay, so when when most of the bootmakers do this, they go back to this your short heel measurement and they short heel minus a half, and then they cut it. That's how they do it. Uh, For me, that didn't equate. If it's a size four and a half boot or a size. 15 and a half boot, they would all cut by that same half inch and go. For me, that that's a very varying number. It's not the same half inch always. And so I didn't come up with another way, but I know a guy. I know, I know a smarter guy than me that came up with a really cool way to make it work. And I have been blessed with that knowledge. And that's cool. Um, yeah, so I don't really, honestly, I don't know how to accurately answer the question proposed Mm -hmm. and be like, and be on a place where somebody that doesn't know cowboy boots could halfway understand it. It's really, it's in the, it's in how you cut the top. Um, This mm-hmm. is the top pattern right here. Uh, this is the finished. This is the finished, finished top. Now what we're talking about is this point right here. We're talking about this point right here. Versus the short heel measurement, which goes all the way around the foot. So, yeah, we're we're getting real deep, and I don't know that I can adequately cover. 
what we're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, so I when 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 you talk about math in boots, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fit um, and how you would use math around the widest part of the foot, around the ball of the foot. But I did not expect that most of the math would come from the top portion. Um, this, this is one, this one foot. This is a left foot for a fellow who were making him a boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is crazy, but you're going to call me, you're going to think I'm just a little bit nuts, uh, but how a boot fits has 50% to do with the, t- the how the top is cut and 50% how the, how the last, well, that's that's a lie. If the last is made incorrectly, you're, you're shot out of the water before you start. But there is, there is a, a good portion of how a cowboy boot fits is, is uh, is in the top. It's mm-hmm. in the top cut. So pe- people are like, "Can you fix these things?" And I'm like, "I don't know exactly how the top was cut, so I don't, really don't know." And that's why the relast situations can get a little dicey. Yeah, that's actually a question that I had from uh, Luis Fernando. He's he asks, "Is it possible to deconstruct boots, reshape leather pieces, and modify them for a better fit?" Depends on how much money he wants to spend. <laughs> I'm real. So it's possible. Real honest. It's possible, but what's the point? When you could have a brand spanking new boot for about the same amount of money. A lot of it comes into play with like heirloom boots, where they were their fathers or something like that. Isn't that something that'd be, it'd be one of those deals where I might have a little, I might tug at my heartstring just a little bit and we might mm-hmm. cut, a, cut a little money off of it. But uh, it's... It's not cost effective in in my world. There, I know there are a lot of guys that do it, uh, but it's it's true. Unless it's like way big. I mean, if it's way big and you're making it for a smaller folk, then it would be totally cost effective and fun. But if it gets to be not cost effective and not fun, it's gonna be pricey. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, it's it's not a good idea, and I would probably try to talk him out of it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, materials that you're using. I had a question from Barry Roshin on Instagram here, uh, and he asks, "Being it the 21st century, are there any advanced materials that you would consider incorporating into building your boots?" Uh, there's some brand spanking new material being born across the street, uh, probably a couple weeks, and that it'll be brand spanking new material will be born right right over there. It's called leather. Uh, I don't I don't want to. I mean I'm a I'm an old school guy. Like leather and wood, that stuff is cool, uh, and we don't have to we don't have to add add cushy or whatever we can make it out hard and make it comfortable and then you got a real cowboy boot that's there's nothing in in there that's going to break down uh you start putting insoles and stuff like that 
That's just the first stuff that's going to go. It's out of there. It's going to die. Um, well, that's not it. But my insoles are full tin iron leather insoles. You know, uh, no, and the answer is maybe I would if it was some kind of a top situation or somebody really wanted something and it was kind of neat or something, but I would. I, I mean, I would do it, but it's not something that I'm looking looking to do. It'd be one yeah. of those deals like a customer really wanted X, Y, or Z, and I yep. said, eh, I can make that work. Sure, let's try it out. But it's not something that I'm looking to do. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, leather has been used for centuries, if not like since humans have been around. So, I mean, it's proven. Why change it if it's not broken? Right. I mean, and I'm all for like the newest, the newest leather out there. I mean, heck, I got on fish boots right now. Uh, I'm okay with that. Nice. What about the vegan? "Quote unquote" leathers. I saw that they were making a leather out of a cactus recently. Have you tried any of that stuff? <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> I, I have not. Um, I I don't know what I would. I would have to feel some of it and play with some of it and see if it was even. A reality of a boot like I don't know uh, not a lot of vegans where I come from <laughs> <laughs> there's just not a lot of there's yeah, there's not a lot of vegans uh, I thought it was funny we had somebody in in town at home not not Carlsbad but home home mm-hmm. uh, I was in the quilt shop I like to talk to ladies about sewing and stuff we have fun <laughs> and uh, uh, we had somebody come in and said hey y'all got more cows or people in town and uh I started laughing immediately, and and Pam, the owner of the quilt shop, she started laughing too. And the little lady goes, "What's up?" And I looked at Pam and I said, "How many ranches do you count?" She said, "Just two. And I was like, "Yeah, we counted the same two, and we're at like fifteen thousand people. There's only ten thousand people live in town, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the whole county." Sorry. So we we got to laughing. So we don't have a lot of vegan situations, is what I'm getting at where I'm at. I hear you. I hear you. We we live and die by the cow, so we'll, we'll be eating some of it ourselves. Mm-hmm. True that. Uh, going back to some of the building portions of the boot, maybe the math, depending on your answer, I had a question from Wilfred um, here on Instagram. What is the most challenging aspect of creating a pair of cowboy boots? Uh... I got a funny answer and I got a not funny answer. And the, and the funny answer is the customers, really. Uh, and it's because I, I have a hard time fitting their head. You know, they have what they want a cowboy boot to be like in their head. And uh, I have to try and recreate that. Now, if it was just about fitting feet, it would be pretty easy. Uh, but those feet are attached to heads and heads think and they have a tendency to believe what they think. So... Jokingly, absolutely, customers had uh, is the hardest thing about building a cowboy boot. Uh, but um, the the hardest thing for me to learn and grasp 
somewhat confidently, I don't really feel like I'm actually competent with it right now, is uh, that. What is that? It's a Landis Soul. It's a Landis Soul Stitcher, and it's actually not a Landis. Well, the uh, head, everything from here up, is a Landis, but it's in an auto solar auto solar box. So it's it's kind of a hybrid machine, uh, and it's for sewing soles on. So you don't have to do it by hand? I heard that's really difficult. Yeah, no no sewing souls by hand. That would that would not be fun. That would not be my idea of a good time. Mm-hmm. I do have mm-hmm. to sew some of them by hand, but insole I mean sew my welts and inseaming uh the boot I have to sew by hand, but I'd prefer to put a stitch on with a machine if I could. So you're moving to a new shop here. Can you tell me a little bit about where you're moving and uh, what's that? What 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 that looks like for you? It's awesome. I'm moving to a shop in Henrietta. Henrietta, Texas, is the home of Olson Stelzer Boots from way back when, like old old school. I uh, I will be across the street, across the street and down the alley from the original Olson Stelzer Boot Factory, and that's cool. I uh, my house is there. Um, and, and I get to, I get to be at home, which is really, really neat. Um, the, uh, gentleman that I'm going to be moving in with, um, one of his name is Tom Cartledge and he sells Olsen Stelzer cowboy boots still today. He's wow. A tra- not, not, the, not necessarily a traveling salesman, but he's a guy that measures feet and then he takes their measurements, sends it to Olsen Stelzer and then they make the boot. And uh, I don't know all about their process yet. But the other man is named Don Miller. And he is, he's a, a cool cat, man. His granddad worked in Olsen Stelzer. And uh, he always wanted to have a cowboy store. Uh, and we are going to do that. We're going to sell some shelf boots. We're going to sell, uh, there's going to be a tooler that's there two days a week. Uh, he make all kinds of handmade tooling stuff. There's a silversmith that's got some buckles and and um, just silvery things. I don't know what all he makes, but I'm assuming it's a lot of cool stuff. And we're gonna have his stuff on display. And uh, and I'm moving into an antique shop, and it's like a real life antique shop. Like there's oh 20 foot doors from Italy and uh, some trash cans from a a hotel in Atlanta in the twenties or something. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, and it's immaculate. I mean, everything in there is amazing. And, uh, we got, he says, well, Matt, this, I need to show you this. And I said, okay, what is it? And he says, well, this is going to be your shoe shine stand. And I was like, what, excuse me. He's like, yeah, your shoe shine stand is right here. And I was like, awesome. It's a, uh, marble top shoe shine stand built in the, 20s or 30s by an Italian man in Philadelphia and the matching reciprocal sits in the Philadelphia train station yeah so it's wow. a cool place it's a it's really that is so cool I mean boot shops are known for not not being the 
that kind of joint, but we're going to do it anyways, huh? Dude, that's that's the kind of thing that it should be. I'm going to be sweeping the floor every day and cleaning up and making sure I don't got... It's going to be a cleaning project. I'm going to have to clean a lot. It's okay. It's a good deal. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome space, though, to to just make your own and have like a, a, a experience for when somebody comes in. And I feel like that's part of having a shop. It's if, if it all sets up the way it does in my brain, it's really, really, really awesome. I mean, I, I spoke earlier that, uh, I was into history. Uh, well, my granddad, he was a gas man there in Henrietta for, I don't know, until he retired in 1983. And I've been blessed with being able to find the counter of the gas company that my granddad stood behind. And it'll be right there in front. Um, I'm also blessed with some other things, too. My bench, like, my bench is stuck to the wall in this shop. I can't take it with me. I'd have to cut it down and build it up again and I'm going to be able to stand behind the bench that was made by my buddy's dad uh, Billy Billy Phillips Grant his father built the bench that I'll stand behind stand next to all the time too so it's really cool that I've got some historical things that are going to be with me in the shop and it's I get to go home man so yeah it sounds like your shop will be your home. That's awesome that you're able to have so much history there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So how do people uh, keep track of this process of you moving? Right, you got a website. You posting a lot to Instagram. And how can people order boots from you? Just Instagram uh, is really Instagram and Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. And... Uh, I'm trying to be better about content. I'm I'm not good at it. Like I'm not good at keeping up with it. Is really what it is. Um, but sometimes it's just boring. Like I, if I'm skiving for three days in a row or two days in a row or whatever, uh, there's not a whole lot of there's not a lot of fun to post about using a knife on a piece of leather. <laughs> I don't know. You're a pretty funny guy, so you might be able to do a lot more than you expect right now. Well, maybe we'll see. Uh, but those are the two places, and really. To order a pair of boots, I had a guy contact me yesterday, and I'm pretty sure it was because he saw me on your deal. Uh, He's like, so how do I order a pair of boots? And I said, there's not really a way except for you got to, got to, we have to be, these hands need to be where that foot's at. Mm -hmm. And uh, the process of measuring for a custom boot is is really something that's pretty cool. I mean, you come in, I measure your foot in 13 different places, uh, and that's 13 13 uh, places per foot and uh, then I build a last to your to your step to your to your foot so um, it's not something that you can just get online and be like hey uh, I want a pair of red top boots or blah 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 it doesn't it doesn't equate that way because we're on a different we're in a different world you know mm-hmm. it's not it's it's something it's something special when you got a pair of boots that's made for you on your foot. And it's been uh, looked at to the degree, degree that I do it. You know, I look at it free, fairly in, I get fairly in-depth when I'm making a last or something. So I wish that it was possible 
but it's not really it's not really an option. Mm-hmm. So, so they got to hook up with you on Facebook or Instagram, um, and then visit your shop, which will be in Henrietta, Texas, here soon. Yes, sir. It'll be 108 West or South Main, I believe. I could be wrong on that one. But if you get to Henrietta and you can't find me, just ask somebody. They'll they'll know exactly where it's at. There's only 3,000 people. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. Uh, this was just awesome. I loved getting into the math of the boots a little bit more, even though I'm not really a math guy and some of it flew over my head. But I'm 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 respectful of the fact that you could do it. <laughs> it's it's definitely a different process. Like once we start talking, like how I cut my counters with other bootmakers, they're like, "Wait, what? Did you say you did what?" And they're like, "That doesn't make any sense to me either." So, I actually when I figured out how to do it, I had I went home. My mom is a, is math person, and I taught my mom how to do it. Not because I needed her to know it, but when you can teach something, you know it. And so I taught my mom. So my mom could essentially walk out here and make a counter, and I don't know anybody else in the world that could do it the same way I do it, that's for sure. That's awesome. Well, everybody watching right now and after the fact, uh, be sure to keep up with Matt on Instagram and Facebook because it, it, it certainly is very interesting the way that you make boots and I'm going to have to stop through Henrietta once you get your shop set up because I want to I want to visit this place and all the history that you have there hey man I want to make you a pair of boots Hell hey, yeah. I want you to see history but come on now I want you to get a pair of boots dude. I want a pair of boots too the way that you're talking about your fit <laughs> hey man the only thing I ask for my customers to know when they walk through the door the rest of it you don't have to know nothing but just figure out what toe shape you want and what heel height you want and that, after that it's easy money the rest of it we can look at leather and we can draw pictures or whatever we need to do to get a pair of boots so love it that's great advice awesome thanks for your time today Matt um, wish you the best uh, of luck in your new shop and uh, keep kicking ass down there thanks sir you have a good day man Peace. Have a good one. Thanks for watching, everybody.